Hey, hey, hey. This is Lisa A., and you're listening to Who's That Star on LCC Connect at Lansing Community College. Who's That Star is a behind-the-scenes show where I sit down and talk with the employees at the college. This is an inside look at LCC where you will have a chance to learn about their passions, projects, what inspires them both at work and in their personal lives. I'm your host, Lisa Alexander. I'm so excited to get a chance to talk to all the people who make LCC great. This show is for you to get to know the people that work at Lansing Community College a little bit more and see what makes them tick. Are you ready? Okay, let's go see who's today's star. On today's episode of Who's That Star, we have someone who came to LCC as their second career. She earned a bachelor's degree from Ferris State University in 1989. From Ferris, she began a career with the Kent County Sheriff Department in 1992 as a correction officer. She earned a promotion and was promoted to sergeant in 2007. She was in charge of the training unit, where she was responsible for coordinating the training for all road patrol, corrections, and dispatch personnel. She earned a master's degree from Grand Valley State University in 2003. This star then became, this star began teaching at Grand Rapids Community College as an adjunct professor. She taught criminal justice and correction courses. She did a stint with the University of Phoenix at their Walker campus prior to their closing in 2015. From 2005 to 2007, she was a part of the advisory board for the Michigan Sheriff's Coordinating and Training Council. This is the governing body for training all jail officers in the state of Michigan. She's also taught courses in correctional law, prisoner behavior, stress management, and suicide awareness as a certified instructor in these areas. After retiring from Kent County Sheriff's Department in 2015, she came to LCC to begin her career with us. She is the lead faculty advisor in the adult corrections program. In 2017, she started the local corrections academy at LCC. Everybody, are you ready to find out who's today's star? Let's welcome Tamara McDearman. Hi, Lisa. It's great to be here. Thank you for coming. I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm really ready to learn more about your program and learn about you. So, yes, again, thanks again for um, coming down here. My first question is, can you tell me a little bit about who you are and what is important to you in your life right now? Well, um, I was born and raised in Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, and decided at a really early age that uh, criminal justice the law side was something that I was very interested in. Um, community uh, seemed to be very important in my life, and that steered me toward all of my decisions that um, I was making. And so family is very important to me. Um, helping others in my community is very important mm-hmm. to me. And that seemed to kind of spearhead kind of the career decisions that I made as I move forward, not only in my academic life, but in my professional life. So it's sort of continued to where I am today. Yeah, you really 
had to like corrections because you did it. Normally, a lot of times when people retire from a specific job or something, they may want to go into a whole different area, and you kind of just kind of further your knowledge in that area so that you could pass that along. But we'll talk more about that. I get ahead of myself. No, so. it's fine. But um, I know you taught at several other institutions, but how did you get started at LCC? Um. Becoming a professor or a teacher at the academic level um, requires, number one, deciding that you really want to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so um, that started while I was uh, in my career as a corrections officer. I became a trainer, which basically is you deciding you're going to train or teach your fellow officers. So I started doing that very early on in my career. Um, and then you realize that at some point in your career, you have to start thinking about what happens next, what mm-hmm. happens after. Um, and that's what spurred me on to get my master's degree. And um, I got my master's degree with the intent of going into um, college education, being an a instructor following my retirement. Um, but to do that, you really have to kind of get your feet wet. Mm-hmm. And so academic adjunct work was how I kind of started. I'm just trying to see if that was actually what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and so the opportunity with me still working um, at the time was to try and pick up um, classes at the area colleges where I was working, where I was living at the time. As I got closer to retirement, then I could start looking for full-time opportunities. Right. And um, I was starting to kind of look around for uh, open positions. And there was one that was at LCC. Um, and I, I didn't, I knew that Lansing Community College existed, but mm-hmm. I didn't know a lot about the college atmosphere. Um, and when I looked at their mission and statement and values, um, I found that it had a lot to do with what I was trying to accomplish. Okay. And so, um, I applied for it and, um, actually was given the opportunity to start working while I was finishing up my last six months before retirement. So I was actually kind of juggling both jobs, um, working at LCC and then going and finishing up until I could actually retire from Kent County. So I was kind of juggling both jobs until I was fully retired from Kent County. Wow. Okay. Hey, that's a great story. And and you did the work, you know, you did the prep work. Yeah. You kind of was thinking about what you wanted to do and investigated it. And then you laid the groundwork out a couple of years before you were ready to do that. And so I'm taking note of that because when I retire, I kind of want to do the, the same, like similar um, now you talked about, um, your role here a little bit, like how you got here, but I would like to know more about what you do here at LCC. And I also want to talk about the Corrections Academy too. So. My main, um, job is as lead faculty advisor for the adult corrections program. Now what that entails is really, taking any student that is interested in becoming part of the corrections program. And what a lot of people think is when I say corrections, they automatically think that that means that they want to be a corrections officer, either in the prisons or the jails. But corrections really encompasses so much more Mm. um, because corrections also means getting involved maybe with probation Uh or the parole part of corrections, maybe even being involved in what we call Um, intermediate or alternative sanctions, those people that are on 
um, home arrest, electronic tether, halfway houses, things oh. like that. So being in corrections doesn't mean that you have to be in an institution and be a corrections officer there. There are a lot of different avenues that you can be involved with being in the correctional system. So my job is um, to get those students educationally prepared Mm -hmm. to be able to go into whatever part of the corrections system they would like to work in and be able to have that base knowledge, that educational awareness Mm -hmm. uh, before they go into those positions where they're then going to be given and learn the tasks that they have to know. Um, There is a lot of education that they really should know before they learn the tasks that they have to perform. Right. And that's a different distinction. Yes, absolutely. It is. So, um, my program basically consists of five really distinct classes that are, um, kind of a subgroup from criminal justice in general. Okay. So if somebody's interested in corrections and they want to take an introduction to corrections course, which is kind of a base, uh, introduction to what corrections is, mm-hmm. how we got here, where we're going, what it entails. And then, and then they take um, kind of a secondary level, which is called correctional institutions, which is that just one step up. Okay. So we delve a little bit deeper into those um, that we started to talk about in the intro class. Um, and then we talk a little bit about correctional clients. What are the specific groups that you will see inside our correctional institutions or on probation and parole? Okay. A lot of the people that we see within our correctional system are not um, have special needs, have special designations such as having chronic illnesses, mm. um, being mentally ill, mm-hmm. um, Having that subgroup designation such as being a female, females are a very low percentage of the overall Mm -hmm. correctional uh, population, things like that. So we talk about those. But then we also have to teach them the law Mm -hmm. and what uh, the laws are that generate how we have to abide by those. And then we give them some um, human relations, how to communicate not only with their fellow co-workers, but with the people that they come in contact with every day. And so we have a couple of different avenues that they can within our program. They can take those five classes and then they can apply to the Michigan Department of Corrections and get uh, they can get a certificate and go to work with the Michigan Department of Corrections. Yeah, because I know uh, they are they hungry. <laughs> I they see are, them all around trying to, you know, at different events to try to recruit people. So, yes. and I think you said that's five classes yes. to a really good living. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a good information to know. And then if they want to go on for their associate's degree and possibly then their bachelor's degree, we have a lot of other classes that mesh with those Mm -hmm. that they should be taking. Um, And a lot of those are in the uh, general education area. Right. Um, Things like psychology and sociology Mm -hmm. and um, learn how to recognize some of those uh, facets of the human condition. Right. Because the people that you come in contact with, whether they're offenders in probation or parole or the inmate offenders that are within our institutions, they are human beings. Mm -hmm. And so we have to learn how to communicate and manage them in those spaces. Right. And so, um, Education doesn't stop just with the five that will eventually get you a job. We always encourage our students to extend their education beyond that. 
so that they can get that extra knowledge. So what's the Corrections Academy? Like, is that different from what? It is. The uh, LCC Local Corrections Academy is for those who want to become a jail officer. Okay. Okay. And so what a lot of the general public doesn't recognize or maybe doesn't know is that there is a distinction within our correction system between prisons and jails. Mm -hmm. And so jails are what you will find in every county within the um, state of Michigan. Prisons are run by the state of Michigan, and therefore there is a distinction. Uh, Prisons are going to house offenders who have been convicted of a felony, and therefore their sentence is for uh, a year or more. Mm -hmm. Those that are operating jails at the local level are for those individuals who are stepping in at the very first part of their contact with police. Gotcha. So there are every, we have a lot of um, different types of individuals that come into jail. Mm-hmm. Everybody from very newly arrested to those who are serving sentences for sen- for offenses under a year. Mm. So it's a very diverse population that jails uh, operate under. And so jail officers have to have a little bit different set of skills, but they also don't have um, the same type of training, so Mm. to speak. And so they're governed by two very different bodies. And so the prison officers, prison uh, corrections officers are overseen by the Michigan Department of Corrections. The jail officers are overseen by the Michigan Sheriff's Coordinating and Training Council. Oh, okay. And so the Corrections Academy that we have here at LCC is overseen by the Michigan uh, Coordinating uh, Training Council that um, we work with. So that's certified. So that they can come and they can take this academy and then with a physical agility test and a written test, they can make themselves certifiable to go to any sheriff's department in the state of Michigan and be employable. Wow. And so just like the um, state of Michigan is looking for uh, corrections officers, most sheriff's offices in the state of Michigan are just as um, in need of local corrections officers wow. at this point. And so right now we are running two corrections academies a year. We want to run in the fall and one in the spring. Okay. And so um, we, uh, all you have to do is give uh, our office a call and get information about when those applications are ready to be accepted. Oh, wow. I, I re- now, well, first of all, thank you for the explanation because you know, you don't always know. You say jail. I say it interchangeably. Jail, prison. You know, I never really make a distinction, and it's good to know the distinction. And also the skill set, right? Because when you're interacting with people on a longer-term basis, there are certain skills. But when you have people coming in and out at shorter distance, I mean, like time frames, mm-hmm. there you may, you may need to have certain skills that are immediate right there. You know, like I noticed you had suicide awareness, mm-hmm. someone who's first time coming into jail, they may experience that, Correct. you know, and so being able to see that. And I think that that's I didn't never I never knew that what right. the academy was. So I think that's a great, a great thing. And it's not like going to be expensive 
because the community college here Correct. will be able to get you at a decent rate. Correct. So I think I, I, I commend you on that. Thank you. Great Thank job. Thank you very much. So I got to ask you, you've accomplished a lot, but what's one work related thing you want to accomplish in the next year? Well, right now I'm uh, found that one of my classes that is an, an elective, it's not one of my required classes, is a class that's specific to jails and local detentions. Um, and because it's an elective, it's not run very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was going and looking through the learning outcomes and stuff like that, um, it doesn't have a textbook. So I went looking for a textbook, couldn't find a textbook. So what I'm doing right now is I'm writing a textbook. So that's a, is that OER? Or? Um, actually, I, I don't know that it'll be OER um, okay. because there's not a lot of um, information out there. So at this point, I am doing the research and I hope to, within the next year, have the research done and the book written wow. and ready for publication. That's the one thing that I hope to accomplish. Okay, well, that's year. a big thing. That's a big thing. It is, but you sound like you definitely have the experience to do that. So I look forward to seeing your name in bright lights for uh, becoming an author. Have you written any other books or is no. this going to be your first? Ex- this will okay. be my first attempt. So, so this is a big deal. So good luck to you you on that. Okay, we kind of found out a little bit about your work life and some of the things that you've done before you came to LCC. Well, I'd like to know, like, what's your life like outside of LCC? Uh, Well, I'm married. Okay. um, And uh, my wife and I have uh, six children and three grandchildren. Six children? Yeah. You look Uh, sane. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Um, it is one of the things about our relationship is that the, the children were from the previous relationships. Okay. Um, and so they're all adults. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. So, um, but we do have one that's still at home. He's a senior in high school. Okay. So he'll be graduating this year and, um, we're, he's looking at programs here at LCC that might interest him mm-hmm. for his future. Um, but our three grandkids are the light of our lives. They, they love to come over and spend and time. And uh, mostly, uh, she is still a corrections officer at oh, okay. uh, the Kent County Sheriff's Office. And so um, our lives are pretty, I would say, kind of normal. Yeah. You know, um, we do things when we can based on her schedule. And when uh, we get time to do vacations and stuff, we involve the family when we can and okay. do um, just kind of normal family stuff. Just family oriented. Pretty and much. Yeah. Getting this last child out is a big deal. My daughter's a senior too, so I'm excited. I can't imagine you both being like, this is it. This is the last yeah. one. And then we can live our best life. Not that parenting is not the best life, no, but, but it's a, it's a difficult it's life. A, it's sometimes. a different life. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's a great thing. I'm excited for you on that because I can't wait for Michaela to get out of high school. <laughs> so you're kind of normal, normal family stuff. Well, what some are, what are some of your hobbies and how did you get into them? Uh, I have a couple of kind of probably interesting hobbies. Um, if you kind of know me, um, I love to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, my, my reading genre tends to be historical mysteries. Oh yeah. I like um, that. and so, uh, anything to do with, um, 15th, 16th century mm. type of mysteries and, uh, but anything that has a historical backdrop to it, just enough history to make you think that it could have happened. Right. I love those kind of books. 
But I also took up uh, jewelry making. Oh, okay. Um, I my niece just recently had a baby, and when I found out she was pregnant, um, I wanted to kind of do something unique. Mm-hmm. So I found that I could make a little medallion. I could stamp it. Mm. Um, and so that started kind of a whole downward spiral of trying to make. So I make um, uh, earrings and bracelets and stuff for just members of my family right now. But it gives me something that kind of an outlet. Right. Uh, but the biggest thing that I love doing is is fishing. Oh, okay. Uh, so my wife and I have a pontoon boat. Oh. And so during the summertime, we get that out as often as we possibly can. Yeah. Any days off we have, anything that we're not scheduled to do, we uh, take the pontoon out and we get on the boat and we just relax and we do fishing. And that gives us our kind of unwind time with everything that, that goes on in the world and just out on the lake we go yeah and uh spend all day fishing hey that sounds pretty cool i i used to go fishing but they told me i talked too much and scared the fishes away so i had to you know um i like it though but i think um, maybe people don't want me there and i like that you're a reader i'm a reader too books are they give you that immediate pleasure yes. you know you can hold the book and read i like the paperbacks and stuff like that i'm not too good on the kindles yet but I do a lot of audiobooks, especially because I, I oh, have yeah, a little bit travel. of a commute. Yeah. So I, I listen a lot to audiobooks. Um, the Great Courses, um, which is from the teaching company, mm-hmm. you can learn a lot from their courses, and you're listening to um, really well-known professors across the United oh, wow. States. And uh, so you can take courses that'll teach you about certain things, too. So yeah. um, audiobooks, and then I do have a lot of paperback books. Oh, yeah, I have to get into the audiobooks. My mind is just limited. Okay, we... See, I could talk to you. I got a lot of a lot of questions left, but I'm going to get down to the last two. I'm skipping some, but I'm going to get no to problem. the last two. First one is go green or go blue. Oh, it's go green all the way. Thank you. I have two daughters that are currently at MSU. Um, We have one daughter that's just finishing med school. Okay. And the other one is a junior. So it's, and and I've been a fan of of MSU since I was in middle school. So it's always been Michigan State. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm a Spartan fan, and I'm biased, and I shouldn't cheer for people when they say which one, but I am excited that you are. Oh, we go to all the Michigan women's basketball games, that we, Michigan State basketball games of Ken. Oh, great. Yeah, absolutely. And that's good. They need support, oh, yeah, too, you know? Absolutely. All right. I want to ask you, um, do you live by any piece or advice? Piece of advice or a motto for your last question? I do. And actually, it's tattooed on my arm. It's, okay. Everything happens for a reason. Oh. Um, it was something that my mom used to tell me. Uh, uh-huh. She passed away about eight years ago. Okay. And um, But if something happened that I would bring me down or that I wasn't expecting or that, you know, something like that. She would always kind of pay, take me by the shoulders and look at me and say, listen, everything happens for a reason. You just don't know what it is yet. Right. And so, um, you know, especially with like the pandemic and things that have happened and some things that uh, have occurred in the last couple of years that maybe we don't know the reason or why right. it's been happening or anything like that. All I have to do is kind of look at my arm and go, yeah, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And that's kind of how I live. Hey, and it's comforting. You know, yeah, my mom's was this too shall pass. Yeah. And so I, I I like that, you know, you just have to something that you can focus on that can kind of like, OK, don't go down that that negative hole, right. you know. Yeah. So I I love that. Um, I think you should come back because 
I have more questions to ask you, and I think you were a great guest, and unfortunately, we're out of time, but I really appreciate you coming on Who's That Star You invite me back, I'll come back. All right, I definitely will. You've been listening to Who's That Star. I'm Lisa A., and you can listen to this episode of Who's That Star and other shows from LCC Connect anytime online at lccconnect.org. Thank you for listening. Catch me next time to find out Who's That Star. Who's That Star?